What's up, Cartel? Um, this episode is not my episode, per se, uh, but it is here for your enjoyment. And, uh, yeah, so I decided to uh, do an episode with Julia from the Cosmic Peach Podcast. She's an up-and-comer. And um, if you like this episode, you know, you can go listen to her other episodes that she has put out so far. I think there's like three maybe, Um, but they're awesome. You know, she gets into like Stanley Kubrick and uh, the conspiracy theories about him and uh, what he was trying to expose and uh, a whole lot of other stuff. So um, she has an awesome voice for radio and uh, it's, yeah, her and I, we befriended each other when we were on the master debaters uh check out that show as well that's one of my favorites uh every week uh by matt from the great deception podcast shout out matt love you man and uh yeah we just had a great time uh talking about holidays and how you know the truth about them and how they came to be and why we're disillusioned by them or for with them and also um, started talking about Christ consciousness and stuff like that and uh, uh, horror movies and stuff, which her and I have in common. So it was a really good time. Uh, I really hope you enjoy it. So buckle up, smoke a doob, drink a beer, do what you got to do, relax and enjoy the show. Thank you for listening to another episode of Cosmic Peach. I'm Julia, and today we are going to talk with Davey from the Red Pill Cartel podcast. How That's are you me. today? I'm fantastic. How are you? I'm good. Just got rained on a little bit, but it's it's nice. I like the rain. Yeah, um, I like it when I'm not working in it. You know. Yeah. Well, <laughs> uh, let me let me paint you a picture like a Norman Rockwell painting. It's raining in Oklahoma. This the thunder is coming down and it's sunset. I'm drinking a glass of wine in my jammies. <laughs> and I have <laughs> I have a space heater going and we're podcasting about conspiracy theories. My night is made. That's it. That's what it's all mm-hmm. about. That's yeah. my life now. Mm. <laughs> but my, my, minus the jammy thing, I kind of just go. I, I'm usually uh, no audio or no video, right? So I just oh, really? like hang around in my boxers. That's it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I have I have a tank top on and Christmas dog jammy pants from Old Navy. <laughs> <laughs> Which, by the way, I got as a gift. Okay, I wouldn't just go out and buy myself Christmas dog jammy pants. Right. Because <laughs> we've had this conversation before. <clears throat> I would buy a Superman or Batman onesie pajamas. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I mean, like, the Christmas thing. I literally have chihuahuas with, like, Santa hats and, like, wreaths on their neck. (laughs) (laughs) For Jesus. (laughs) (laughs) That's too funny. No, but yeah, we were talking about holidays a little bit on Instagram, though, and I I think we're pretty like-minded about that. Oh, for sure, dude. I mean, I found that out, like, probably 12 years ago, 
yeah, like 2010. And it just, it scared the shit out of me. Cause it's like, this just breaks everything that I've ever loved. You know what I mean? <laughs> well, what was your like realization? Like what was your breaking point where you were like, all right, like I'm done with all of the, the bullshit. Um, well, I think it was even before I started researching the Bible and stuff like that. Um, but once I start, like, once I, cause I, I, I stopped like loving Christmas so much because it was just like, why am I, why is everybody just like spending all their fucking money, like breaking their bank account to give gifts to each other. And they stress about it. Like they line up at stores, they get, you know, like if you're a last minute shopper, you're freaking out because you don't know what to get. It's just stress. And it's supposed to be a fucking day where you relax and enjoy it with your family. But everybody stresses out over it. So well, I, if, I knew there was something wrong, you know? Yeah. And I mean, even <clears throat> if you don't look at it from like the religious point of view and you're just looking at it as a holiday, right? There's always like one person, you never know what the fuck to buy. So you buy them like a $5 like bath set from Walmart with like freaking bath salt and just shit they're never going to use. They don't want. And then you're like, there's always that one person that you're stressed the fuck out about. And then when you do the gift exchange at work, they got you some, something to, like you will never eat like a butter knife set. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah. And it's just like you stressed out for six days over this person to get them the perfect gift and they turn around and bought you butter knives. <laughs> and <laughs> it's it ridiculous just, as it sounds, right? Like it, it sounds ridiculous, but it and it'll be the most Christian Bible thumping, like you know, they they they're the ones that love Santa the most, and that's what kills me. Yeah, is like they're not seeing what's really going on with like the holidays, and that's what For bugs sure. me the most. Yeah, like I started like because I when I first started researching the Bible, like I went hard, right. And, uh, like, it, it just blew my mind. Like, all the shit that I found out about, like, the holidays and the actual holidays and what we're actually supposed to be uh, engaging with them. And none of it has to do with what this world does. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. it, all the tradition that we're, that we're uh, locked into has absolutely zero to do with our creator. Zero. Yeah. And I was talking to ghosts about it a little bit. And I said, ghost, let me, let me pose it to you like this, right? Why do we get each other gifts on Jesus's birthday? And he was like, well, because Jesus got gifts. And I was like, yeah, cause it was his birthday. I don't show up to your birthday with gifts for your wife for right. no reason. You know what I mean? Like, I don't show up to anybody else's birthday party with gifts for everyone else. It's It was Jesus' birthday. That's why he got three gifts. And, they, right. and it wasn't like he got an Xbox. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's just the whole premise of it is like, it boggles my mind. But then if you try to explain it and you're like, okay, so what is a Christmas tree for? Oh, well, it's for Jesus because we put and we decorate. They, they, they didn't have a Christmas tree. No, they just justify it by spouting nonsense. I mean, do you know what the Christmas tree is for? 
it was for it was pagan worship uh god says in the bible that uh you know uh do not be partakers in their the pagan traditions right like do don't decorate your tree like they do this and that and it's like he's specifically telling and put in on your door and specifically telling us what not to do and yet we're all fucking doing it (laughs) (laughs) but my stocking has a crucifix on it so i'm cool (laughs) well that's another thing the crucifix itself is uh a a graven image and we are not supposed to be worshiping graven images well and my thing too is like my thing too is like the Easter eggs, all that stuff. It has nothing to do with the Bible or anything like that. But like, like putting up a tree in your stockings and all that, and like Santa Claus and having him come down your chimney in the middle of the night and putting stuff under your tree. And like, when you really think about it, it's almost creepy that story. Oh well, that's that's where the Krampus comes in. Uh, yes, because <laughs> you know? the, the Krampus is—I think it's like a German thing, like a German uh, myth where you know the evil uh, demon would come down your stocking and give uh, stocking your chimney and put coal in your stocking, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And and it was like because those, those that's that was for the the bad kids, right? And but then when they put in the Santa Claus thing, they would also say Santa would give you a lump of coal in your stocking if you're bad, right? Right. So it's, right. It's, it's, it's it coincides with the Krampus story, but they embellish it with Santa like this, you know, beautiful this, fat fat ass motherfucker that somehow is able to get down your chimney. Um, mm. uh, what was what was I? I was gonna go somewhere with this. Uh, <clears throat> Did you watch the movie Krampus, like the horror movie? I did not. I did not. Oh, my gosh. Okay, so it starts off, and it's like these badass bitches, right? And they got their titties out, and they're on some kind of, like, like online dating thing where they, like, just get on chat rooms and talk to random dudes and, like, do little, like, videos or whatever. And it's like Krampus is coming to punish them because they're naughty girls. And it's just like... <laughs> I mean, I love horror movies, but if you... D- if you have a horror movie and it doesn't have big titties in it, I'm not. I'm not watching it. Yeah, that is and like it, the as soon as they of scary movies is titties. As soon as they show their titties or they start fucking somebody, then you know they're gonna get killed. Oh yeah, yeah. Like in, like Jason always kills the people of the teens that are having sex and shit, right? Right, it's right. Sta- staple slasher uh, mythos. But oh yeah, the another thing about uh, Santa Claus is that. Santa is obviously an anagram for Satan, right? Oh, right, 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 right. Yeah. Just rearrange yeah. a couple letters, and you got the devil, and he's he's Satan, dressed in red. Uh, he's dressed in red too, right? And it's like go to the mall and put your kid on his lap, right? Right in between <clears throat> his legs. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I said I said this to somebody. Uh, few weeks ago like i wonder how many old pedophiles are are uh you know playing the santa role you know they they just line up around the block to apply for the santa role at your local mall yeah <laughs> they just stand it outside totally like 
disheveled and gross. And they're like, all right, we'll take Santa number three in the back. Looks like he might have had a shower within the last week. You know, (laughs) (laughs) meanwhile, meanwhile, the guy is drooling. He's got a heart on. (laughs) (laughs) I said the other day, I asked my husband, I was like, so what do you think's going on in that bunny costume? Right. Because like, you can't see their face. You can't see their body. It's like this big cartoon, like, jumpsuit thing that they wear. <laughs> you can't even see their eyes because it's like a mesh, like a steel mesh thing, right? Right, right, right. Yeah. It's like a mascot. But you uh, put it, immediately you put your kid on, on the bunny rabbit's lap and they just start freaking the fuck out. Probably because he's got a boner. i mean i have a lot of my friends from like high school and stuff on facebook and they'd be posting like pictures of their kids sitting on the easter bunny's lap or whatever and they're always screaming like red in the face just like and i'm like well maybe it's because it's not natural to like traumatize your kid that oh look it's the easter bunny and he comes to our house at night and leaves you a easter basket yeah, and then and then the parents will be laughing like, "Oh, my, look at my kid, he's crying." You know, it's like, "Are you fucking kidding me? Like, you don't see what's going on here?" <laughs> Easter, the East, the whole Easter thing, they say it's because you know, like, there's East, there's Good Friday, and there's Saturday, and then Easter Sunday, Monday, the resurrection thing, right? But okay, what's the deal with the bunny and the eggs? That has nothing to do with Jesus. Jesus didn't go around shitting eggs out, you know, <laughs> like. If you and if you question that, you go to the Bible, and then you find out it's the worship of Ishtar or Tammuz, which are like fucking demons. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know, don't quote me on that. Like you can dig a little deeper and find out for yourself, but it's not what they say it is. You know, and the 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 Vatican and the Catholic Church still still does it. They uphold it because they're the masters of twisting everything, right? Yeah, and I mean, it's it's about fertility and like with the eggs and stuff. And that's why I say like we were we were sitting on Easter Sunday listening to the service at church, me and my husband and my mother-in-law. And I was like, you know what? That was really beautiful. They had the little kids come out, and read poems and wave flags. And it was like so nice. And then immediately he was like, all kids, nine years and younger, there's an Easter egg hunt in the back. And I just like. You know, I can't roll my eyes, but I definitely roll my eyes. Yeah, no, just I hear like, you. Come on, man. Like, it's it's just confusing because you just talked about how, like, the Savior is risen and the, the stone is rolled away and, like, it's all this, like, empowerment stuff. And then you teach the kids, like, all this empowerment comes from Easter egg hunts and Easter baskets and candy and peeps and, you know, bunnies. And, like, it just, you're convoluting it. You're yeah. convoluting the message. Yep, absolutely. It's everything. All the holidays are watered down nonsense. Hmm. Even like Valentine's Day or Mother's Day, Father's Day. Shit. Mm-hmm. I mean, I don't know if you've ever worked in like the food industry, but I was a server for a really long time, and Mother's Day was the busiest day out of the year. We had to like prepare for it for months, and like. You know, some people only take their mamas out one day a year just to say, I took my mom out for Mother's Day or I took my wife 
for Mother's Day or like, you know what I'm saying? But it's like, shouldn't it be like once a month you take your mom out to dinner or Absolutely. like, <clears throat> it's the same with Valentine's Day. Like, do we really need one day to celebrate the love of our spouse or girlfriend or whatever? Mm-hmm. Like, we should be doing that like fucking every day, right? Yeah. <laughs> people still cling on to it. Like, I don't understand it. Like, I'm so disillusioned with it. You know what I mean? Like, I just, they mean, it's just, it's another day for me even my own, my own birthday I don't go around telling people it's my own birthday because to be honest we're eternal beings like it's just our birthday for a meat bag why do you want to celebrate that I want to celebrate mm-hmm. my my eternal my eternal spirit you know well yeah and I feel like it's a way of like trapping us in the matrix absolutely like, 100% you yeah. know I've I've been in the matrix 29 years yeah in the matrix 45 years or you know I, what I'm i've saying? been i've been dead asleep for 43 years now right <laughs> yeah. that's why when you break free from the whole celebrating your birthday thing you're liberated you know i i don't know what i just vibe with what you just said so hard because it's like if we never celebrated our birthday how i mean i i don't think i'd feel as old as i technically am you know what i'm saying i would just be like in some time bubble where I'm not really aging (laughs) you know like maybe my body will eventually grow old and decay but my spirit is still young and it's like sometimes you get to these certain like milestone age markers and you're like well I'm this this many years old so I need to have accomplished this this or this in my life and then it just ends up aging you and stressing you out and making you depressed because you haven't accomplished the things that you wanted to accomplish and like 100 percent I mean it was my buddy's birthday the other day and he said, Oh, I kind of feel a little bit down, you know, I'm like, dude, you know, I, I brought him up, you know, I'm like, dude, like you're, you just released a fucking awesome new single. Your band's back together. You're going to put a new album out, like keep your fucking head up, man. This is your day, you know, but it's your day every day. Mm-hmm. You know, it's every day, man. You got, that's why, that's why I think, I think that's why I look so young at, but I'll be 43 next month in my neat, my neat birthday. But, uh, <laughs> yeah, you but, do not look that old at all. Yeah, at a lot all. of people, a lot of people say I look 30 and I'm like, yeah, because I stay young at heart, man. <clears throat> I connect with the spirit and I'm always vibing, you know, I got the, the good vibes all the time. Of course, I'm going to get my bad days, right? Like everybody. But mm-hmm. for the most part, like people always tell me like, there's this one guy I worked the other day. He's like, dude, why are you always fucking smiling? This place isn't that great. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I mean, you look a hard 30 to me. Like, I agree yeah. with that. You, you look like you're about 30. Your laugh is super contagious. And you just have like a youthful spiritual vibe about you. So I would have never been like, you might be 50 in a couple years. You know what I'm saying? Right. Like, yeah. Never registered to me. Yeah. And I smoke and drink too. <laughs> Yeah, that's the way. So my my dad's mom is like that. And she's smoked all of her life. And I'm sure she's like drank and you know, she's just does whatever she wants. She's retired now. And I feel like she will outlive us all just because she doesn't really, you know, there's certain things you can do in your life, like smoking. And they say that, oh, you'll die. It'll give you whatever conditions and it'll age you. And, but I feel like if you enjoy, like I stopped smoking and I miss it. And all I've done 
in the meantime is eat constantly and yeah. I'm depressed. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So like, fuck it, man. If I want to smoke, if I want to vape, I'm just going to do it because it's like at the end of the day, it, it alleviates my stress and I like to do it. I like to drink. I like to have a good time. You know what I'm uh, saying? I actually, I, yeah, for sure. I actually started smoking like later in life because uh, when my mother got uh, stricken with dementia, and we had to like take care of her and stuff. I started taking puffs of her cigarette and I'm like, oh, I like this, right? And then yeah. I haven't stopped. And it's like, dude, I enjoy it. You know what I mean? So why not? Mm-hmm. You know? Same with the drinking. It's like, I don't drink because like I have to. It just picks up, picks me up, you know? Right. I don't people need people like- say alcohol is like low vibrational, but it's like for me, I'm like, you can't shut me up. And I'm I'm very happy, you know. <laughs> Yeah, and it's it's just like how it affects you because I mean, I don't need to drink every single day. Like I don't need to come home and like drink a bottle of wine. Like I drink when I want to drink and we go out and I drink like whatever. I like to have fun. But I was listening to this podcast the other day and the dude was like, you know how everybody likes to start their morning with a cup of coffee and he was like, that's brainwashing. You shouldn't drink coffee. It's terrible for you. It does nothing but destroy your liver or some, some BS like that. Yeah. And I was thinking like, for me, it's so nostalgic because I remember waking up, my mom would have like a pot of coffee going and Aww. I can like smell it and I can see her hands on her little coffee cup and like I knew how she liked to drink her coffee and like it was it's just such a nostalgic memory for me when I make my coffee in the morning it's like I'm I'm with her like you know what I mean it's it's might be bad for my body but it's great for my soul and I'm not gonna stop doing it I'm not gonna stop doing my coffee dude we're we're here we're trapped in this fucking satanic system and we need to do shit to make ourselves feel better. You know what I mean? And what one person says isn't always right for everybody else. Everybody has their own you way of living. You try to make it that way, though. Yeah. I'll never, I'll, you'll never hear me on my show say, like, oh, don't do this, don't do that, because it's of the devil or whatever. You know, it's like, <clears throat> dude, do what you got to do, man. You know, like every episode I say, sit back. Smoke a dupe, drink a beer, do what you gotta do, right? You know? Yeah, yeah. That's what I do, but I'm not I'm not like forcing it on anybody. Like somebody would say, don't drink alcohol because it's low vibrational and it's you know, like, no man, like fuck. Do what you gotta do, man. (laughs) Yeah. That's the same way, you know, like soul food is called soul food for a reason. Like it does nothing for your body. Yeah. Fried chicken and grits and cornbread and mashed potatoes and gravy, they are not good for your body, but they are so good for your soul. When you eat that food, you feel like you're in heaven for real. Yeah. There's a reason why it's called comfort food, right? Like, But I mean, I'm not about to waste the rest of my life looking at the box and checking all the ingredients no. and making sure I'm not eating aborted kidney cells and aborted fetal cells and not buying this brand, not buying that brand. I just want to be blissful at all costs. And I don't care if that means I eat a box of Kraft macaroni and cheese and every now and again, like I'm going to eat mac and cheese. Like, give me a break. Dude, I can live off that shit. Yeah, me too. <laughs> and yeah. Kraft mac and cheese. 
And RB sandwiches. Oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I gotta get that. my curly fries in. Give me that fucking beef and cheddar any day. I'll take it. But I don't it's care. Not- Dave is gonna kill you one day. Ah, uh, you know. So is everything. It, like, if you look at it in that way, everything's gonna kill you. You know. Mm-hmm. So you have to just say fuck it. You know, like take everything in moderation. And like the other day, I was thinking to myself because I caught myself at Walmart looking at the back of like body wash bottles. And I was hot. It was hot in the store. I was sweaty. I had just gotten off work. I did not want to be in the store. There was like three people behind me trying to get to the body wash. And I caught myself and I was like, I'm a fucking Karen right now. Like I'm right. reading the back of this fucking bot. Like I'm, I sniffed it and I was like, it fucking smells good to me. And I threw it in my cart. <laughs> like, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> I can't waste my time with that shit. Oh, it's got aluminum in it. Oh my God. Mm-hmm. You know? <clears throat> mm-hmm. And I get it, you know, it's probably fucking killing us, but you can't really escape it because when I started looking into like certain diets for like my Crohn's disease and shit, it's like, dude, I'm going to be living on rice for the rest of my life. Yeah, you know? no, no shit. Crohn's not, is crazy in that way. Not fucking happening, you know, and the more that you have a positive attitude about everything, the better it's going to be. Oh, right. Yeah. Like, I can eat Arby's. I can eat whatever I want, but as long as I don't go overboard on it, right? Well, yeah. And you can do stuff for yourself. Like, you can be a healthy, like, supplement or whatever. Like, I heard vitamin D helps with Crohn's. Oh, yeah. Because uh, it's inflammation, right? Right. So, I mean, so do you <clears throat> take, like, vitamin D or anything? I take vitamin D, D3. I work in the sun every day. Uh, and I take B12. Those are the only two vitamins I take is B12 and D3. And it gives me the energy that I need to get throughout the day. And then I come home and then I start fucking drinking. Do you <laughs> notice that it helps though? <laughs> oh yeah. There's a night and day difference with uh, how much energy I have, uh, in the work day, you know? Right. Yeah. 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 I feel the same. Yeah. When I wasn't taking it, I was just like, Oh my God, I just want to go home and take a nap. And when I started the regimen, I was like, oh shit. Mm-hmm. I, started my, I started noticing that I was like more social with people. I was able to like hold better conversations and be excited about them and, and then get home and not be so tired. Yeah. Yeah. So the first thing I noticed when I started taking vitamin D, like on a regular basis is how I felt waking up in the morning like when my alarm clock went off that too yeah because that no I don't care how long you work your desk job you never get used to waking up at 6 a.m no ever I always said it should be illegal to wake up or to have to get up before the sun rises I think it's freaking batshit crazy to make people it is my, I get up at 6 a.m. I get to work by 8.30. I leave by 5 o'clock. I drive home. I'm home by 5.45. And then it's like I have four hours at home and eight hours at my slavery job. Mm-hmm. And the people that I work with, I don't get to choose who they are. I If I don't like them, fuck me. Like, that, like what can you do? Yeah. It's almost like 
indentured servitude to the max. Your body never gets used to waking up that early. You never get used to hating the people you work with. You never get used to like just wanting a day off where you're not like chained to your desk all day and like staring at the computer and like typing your life away. I mm-hmm. really sometimes feel like Neo like in the matrix. Oh, like, for sure, dude, for sure. And like, even where I work, it's like, there's so many people that I see, like not just coworkers, but uh, customers. Right. And it's mm-hmm. like, I would say 90% of the customers are total NPCs. Oh my God, a hundred percent. Like they're just walking by and there's like no personality, dead souls. I see some people, like this one lady walked by me today and she's just like, (laughs) no expression, nothing, just. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, are you there? Like, is there anybody in there? They have like dead eyes. Yeah, completely dead. Like. It looks black almost. Mm-hmm. Just like a gray, like you remember in the second Halloween town where they turn everything gray and like was everybody's that, got like a monotone personality. What was that? Um, uh, Halloween town two, a Calabar's revenge. I haven't seen it. My God, Davey, come on. man! <laughs> no, no, no. So like it's a witch or he's a wizard. And he cast the spell over Halloween Town and he turns all the vibrant, beautiful, spiritual, like witches and wizards into gray. They all wear gray and their skin turns gray and they lose all their personality and they just walk around all monotone like it's a good day, like Eeyore or something like that. Yeah, yeah. Good day, isn't it? (laughs) Yeah, that's what it's like. It's like, good morning. Mm, mm -hmm. Hey, how's it going? morning you know and it's like if I had a dime for every time I heard someone say like the same expressions every single day oh yeah the same shit for lunch every single day it's like I oh Amy hey girl you oh good morning yeah good morning you got your coffee yeah wish it was hotter though the pot's never hot oh it is the same way for the last fucking five years (laughs) (laughs) and it's like you go in the break room for lunch and you're like oh you got a link with the i got a link with the oh my god the same shit every day it's wild i tell you and like you try to tell like i try to tell people uh where i work like about what's going on in the world and you know you shouldn't believe the mainstream media because it's all bullshit and actually a lot of people agree but they're still trapped. Yeah. I was going to say, it's like ancient aliens and shows like that had made it like digestible for the soccer moms. Yeah. So there's a little tiny bit of a conspiracy theorist in everyone. But when you really start like getting into it, like how we get into it, you will see this look, this glaze come over. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And it's they immediately shut you off. They might be looking at you, but there's nothing going on in there. Yeah. And they're not like and then they'll be like, oh really? And they'll walk away and be like, she's like fucking Alex Jones or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, I think I'm gonna throw up. <laughs> <laughs> you see that meme where it's like um uh, like a, a little like two kids and one's puking in the toilet and the other one's like 
all relaxed. It says <laughs> my friend finding out about conspiracies and me already being a, you know, like a seasoned veteran or whatever. You know, it's like that's what I feel like with like everybody because like all I've been, the time I've been balls deep in this shit for like fucking years, right? Like since just after nine eleven. But I really woke up at in like like two thousand and nine or so. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But it's crazy. Like sometimes I, just, I have to be careful, like with how much I know, I can very easily talk about it with you or Ghost or Ryan or whoever. Mm-hmm. But sometimes I take that same comfortability and I try to apply it to people that aren't really there yet. Yeah. And you know, I'm like, okay, okay, I, I'm gonna give them 10%. And see how they react to that. And then if they accept that, I'll go another 10%. I'll go another 10, another 10, another 10. Until I kind of see them backing off a little bit. And I'll be like, all right, I'm going to leave it right there. You marinate on that. Come back to me. You know, Google some shit. Yeah, and, yeah. You know, see that I'm right. And then we will kind of go from there. But you have to like ease it in on some I'm I'm a I'm a swan dive like I I, I want all the information right now I will Same. dive right in yeah but some people just that approach does not work like and it it frustrates me but I guess like I have to respect that but yeah you definitely do because not everybody's on the same level of consciousness right right like we're all like people like such as yourself and myself and our community we're all like willing to always uh, level up, right? Mm-hmm. Whereas some people are just like, yeah, I kind of dig conspiracy theory, but I'm still just comfortable living this life, you know? Whereas yeah. you and I, and you more recently, broke out of that shit and said, I'm going to start a fucking podcast and just start speaking my mind wherever I can. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, it is so liberating, though, to do this and just kind of get all the stuff that's been, like, stagnant inside of me and just, like... Yeah, oh, yeah. Yeah, because for a long time, I didn't, like, I didn't know what to do with it, you know? I I thought, hmm, I could write some music. Uh, But not, and then I thought, not everybody's going to be into fucking music that uh, deals with conspiracy (laughs) theories, right? (laughs) So I put that away for a while because... I was living in apartment buildings and I couldn't jam out, right? Mm-hmm. So then, like, just the past couple of years, like, what am I going to fucking do? Because when you have all this knowledge, it becomes almost like, actually, really does become a responsibility for you to get it out there somehow. You and, know? and you burden yourself by not. Absolutely. And it eats away at you because you just want everybody to know. And how are you going to do that? What's what's your medium? What's your platform, right? And so I just, I really broke out of the fear barrier and just on my old account, just my regular Davy Wavy account, which everybody at work was following me and all that shit. I really just started saying, fuck it. And I started posting shit that I, that I agree with. And then mm-hmm. um, it really broke my fear. And then I started, I got on Nico's podcast. And then I thought, you know what? This is it. This is what I'm doing. Mm-hmm. You know, 55 like, episodes later in less than a year. Yeah, no. And I love your podcast. And I love how candid you are, which, because I feel like your personality and my personality are kind of similar in that way. And I've said this before, but I'll say it again. 
I have one tool in my tool bag and it's a hammer and I will drive that shit home every time I have no finesse. I have no subtlety at times. And I feel like it's, it's an acquired taste. Some people like to, you know, be eased into things. And some people like our approach where we're just like, Hey, this is how it is. This what I'm just going to say it. And, and what you choose to do with it is up to you at that point. hundred percent. I feel like my show is, it's a little bit, I don't research anything. I do at times, but I don't like research one topic and then bring it on my show. I just take what I know and have free flowing conversations where I can get guests on and they can talk to me and they can feel less, much less crazy in their, in their daily life. Mm-hmm. You know, it's kind of like, it's like, kind of like going to church, you know? Yeah. No, a hundred percent. And so like when I, when I researched the Stanley Kubrick stuff, it wasn't new information. It's just something that I'm like personally obsessed with. So I was like, I know all this junk about Stanley Kubrick. I'm just going to like go ahead and do an episode on it and just see if anybody else gives a shit because it's so, it's so interesting. Like I have a part two that I'm about to like eventually sit down and record, but, um, it's just like when you look into the films and I know you love horror movies too. Yeah. But I've always had like an obsession with the shining and like eyes wide shut. And I knew there was always something more in that, in those movies because you watch it and you're almost like, what the fuck did I just watch? You know, it has like an undertone, like there's something else going on besides just a horror movie. hundred percent. Like people, I remember when eyes wide shut first came out and I didn't know what the fuck that movie was like. I was like, what the fuck is this movie? Right? Right. I still enjoyed it, though, because the cinematography and directing was amazing. But I loved how you said that um, Eyes Wide Shut and, oh, no, what was it? Uh, what was the one before that? The Shining or what What was it? No, the movie that he did before Eyes Wide Shut. Mm, was it? No, I was going to say Dr. Strangelove, but I don't think that was it. No, 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 no. Oh my god. No. It was like just before Eyes Wide Shut. I swear it was a shiny. I don't know. But there was something that you said where it was like it was like a one-two punch that he was gonna reveal everything. Right, right, yeah. No, so the one-two punch was gonna be eyes wide shut and AI. That's it. AI was the one, yeah. Right. And he yeah. was going to blow it wide open. He was going to lay it all out on the line. But then... But those two movies were hijacked. Right. By the people he was trying to expose. Right. Yeah. So Spielberg, Spielberg got uh-huh. the script for AI. And he, he just, he, he put it in a blender and was like... Rrr, rrr, rrr. And then what he gave us was completely pathetic. Like, it was nothing close to, like, Kubrick's standards. Yeah. I still enjoyed it, though, but I wasn't awake when I saw it. Okay, yeah, I was going to say, if you go back and watch it now, I promise you're going to have a different opinion about it. Yeah, I wouldn't, wouldn't mind watching that. You know that Haley Joel Osment? Man, did he turn out to be a fat fucker, eh? Oh, my God, he's a, he looked like a pedo. Like, <laughs> <laughs> he looked like he'd been pedo-lized. <laughs> Dude, I don't, oh, my God. 
like you know with him coming in at such a young age and he was like in the sixth he had to, he had to be like, groomed he had to be he had to be i mean if you look at him he looks disturbed spielberg was probably like hey, this one's mine <laughs> <laughs> fuck you kubrick this is my yeah. movie now okay so since we brought that up and y'all like i said you just take the information and you apply it how you would like to I've heard Spielberg done did some shit to Drew Barrymore in Firestarter and uh, 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 the little blonde haired girl from Poltergeist. Oh, yes, yes. Do you know about that? Yes, I heard about that. I mean, so. And like, so. Heather O'Rourke. Heather O'Rourke, they say, died from like an intestinal issue or something. Right, but. But uh, it said that she was, like, abused so fucking bad that probably had something to do with her intestines, but probably had something to do with uh, hashtag rights of sodomy. Right. That's that's the story I heard. It It was like they had invited her to come out on stage in a bikini and do, like, this little hula girl dance or something. And so it was like a, a theater full of pedos and she came out on stage in her bikini set and was like doing her little dance or whatever. And then they took her behind stage. Right. And they let the next little girl come out. And the next little girl that came out is the one who told this story because she said she knew what happened to her. And so they took Heather O'Rourke in like the back room and it was a bunch of these pedo dudes and like it got really quiet and then all of a sudden they were going medic 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 and then the oh ambulance God. came and got her and she died and they said it was because she had an intestinal disorder that her she was impacted she had so much you know built up in her colon that she man fuck that shit man I, that that don't even sound right as a fucking kid like a healthy looking beautiful kid you yeah, know there's no fucking way dude girl. <clears throat> no there's no way so I always thought even before I was awake that there was something up with that story, you know? Well, yeah. And then they said she had like a heart attack They that she had a impacted colon and like she, she had a, a heart attack all at the same time. What were you feeding your like two fucking giant steaks or something? Right. Like what Bullshit. the fuck? Impacted what the fucking. Fuck? And Dude, so and you- the other girl on Poltergeist. The yes, older daughter was died in like a like a domestic dispute or something. Did you know her boyfriend that killed her was the assistant to the uh, X-ray tech in The Exorcist? Oh shit! No, I didn't know that. So you know, like when Reagan goes in and they're like injecting her with the ink or whatever they're gonna do the X-ray, the assistant yeah. in that scene. Is the boyfriend of the the chicken poltergeist that murdered her? Holy shit! So you tell me there wasn't something weird going on with it's like demonic movies, demonic directors, right. and they're all tied together. It's insane. And so then I watched this thing about how like they used real skeletons in poltergeist in the pool scene or whatever. Right. And I that always shit fucking terrify like, me as a kid. Right. Yeah, me too. I always used to say like that's that probably had some like bad juju on it because it had like r- actual like dead 
bodies and skeletons. And then like one of the dude that was working on the crew did an interview and he was like, they use real skeletons in classrooms every single day for like anatomy. He was like, it had fuck all to do with the skeleton. And I was thinking like, okay, I feel you. But the whole energy surrounding that movie and like the directors and what was happening, like behind the scenes, that all like it, it's like a bad cocktail. Yeah, for sure. Um, even um, you know they they always say uh, or when Craig T. Nelson says, <laughs> "You took the headstones, but you didn't take the bodies." They always <laughs> say that shit whenever I hear about a haunted house. I'm like, ah, oh, they took away the headstones, but not the bodies, eh? But you left the bodies. <laughs> Why? That, that movie's great. <laughs> One and two were great. Three sucked. Man, three was so whack. And you could tell she wasn't feeling good. Mm-hmm. Like her little face was all bloated and shit. Like you could tell she, and I don't care. It wasn't nothing to do with the intestinal nothing. When you get depressed and you are getting like sexually abused all the time, you're going to manifest shit up in your body. Definitely. You know what I mean? Yeah. So the second one is with the shaman and the old preacher dude. Dude, the old preacher dude was fucking terrifying. Davy, that shit used to haunt my dreams. Me too. That guy was so scary. It was like they went in a nurse hut I nursing house. <laughs> like, holy fuck, man. Like, and then he, like people like city? walk. Remember that scene where they're in the like the, the plaza, they're shopping? And then, like, he walks right there. Like, he's standing there. People are walking through Walking him. right through him. Yeah. But she's, he has, like, there, like, he had, like, two wisps of hair on his right head. <laughs> you got goosebumps? Yeah. Yeah, no, yeah, yeah, yeah. You remember, because he had, like, a pretty much bald head, but he had, like, those little wisps that would come right. down. And he those had, like, horrible, like, old man dentures oh, and that skeleton-ass face. And he'd be like, God is in. His holy temple. <laughs> Used to literally haunt my dreams. He's always got that shit-eating grin. Oh yeah, and like, so it's raining, right? And he's standing on the porch, and he's trying to get in the house, and he's oh, like, "Oh yeah, he's waiting for the invite." In. Yeah, yeah, and the dad's like, "So why are you here? Because that Indian, he's got it out for you." Or whatever he said. It was like, it was just so creepy because he had like that old preacher dude. Like, you know, he had that, that swag about him. Like, I'm, I'm just a gentleman. I'm just your neighborhood preacher. And then yeah. you let him in your house and he fucking heals on you. Dude. And the shaman though was fucking badass. I loved oh, him. Badass. Love that character so much. He was just trying to show them. He was trying to wake them up. You know, you have the power inside of you. You don't need. Yeah, that. so cool. So the two most terrifying scenes in that movie for me, when I was a kid, was when um, Robbie uh, is in the bathroom brushing his teeth. His braces. <laughs> yeah, right. Oh my god, that one! And when fucking uh, Craig T. Nelson, I forget his character's name now, but when he drinks the the worm and the tequila. Right, 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 and he right. Throws right. it up. <laughs> it, dude. That movie that scared the shit out of me. I was like, I'm never drinking a fucking worm. <laughs> never you know? again. And it had his face, the worm. Yeah, yeah. It had his face. And so, like, 
I, I got to admit, though, there was some scenes in the first one, though, that w- that are so iconic. And I'm sitting here talking like I love Spielberg or something. But those dude, movies dude, are crazy. Dude, the steak. And he starts scratching his fucking face off. When he's, like, pulling his face oh. off of his bones. But you know what gets me every time, Davey, is when it gets really quiet. And the old lady's, like, whispering. And she's like, some people are just afraid of the light. And, like, they're whispering in the the living room that and you can hear you can hear every like enunciation yes yeah yeah yeah. (laughs) (laughs) yes yes and he's like but what about my sister caroline and she's like it's okay we're gonna get you (laughs) you nailed that shit that's awesome (laughs) zelda rubenstein what a what a cute little old lady eh Oh my god, just adorable. She was in um man, I love her. It's like this house is clean, but she was in uh 16 candles. Oh, that's right. Yeah. She played the piano. She was like yeah. the old bag lady and she kind of like squeaked when she walked and she would be like <laughs> ur, 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 ur. <laughs> That's amazing. So do you like 80s movies then? Hell yeah. I was born in 79, so I grew up with that shit. All right. So do you feel like 80s movies are like forever iconic, no matter what we find out about the directors, no matter what we find out about, like what happened to the actors during the movies, like you separate the art from the artist. I do that all the time. So, yeah, because I mean, I'm not going to throw away my childhood, man. I loved the Goonies. Yeah. Oh, dude, the Goonies. Okay. I was, I think I was like six or seven years old. And um, do you know where Newfoundland is? Kinda. So it's the island east of Canada. Okay. That That's where my dad is from. Oh, okay, have, okay. I have family there still. And when I was like six or seven, we, you have to go on a ferry from Nova Scotia to Newfoundland. And they had a little movie theater and like a big screen TV with like, like theater seating. Mm-hmm. on the first time I ever went on the ferry and the movie that they played was the Goonies Ooh, that's it's, so been one of, it's been one of my core memories and favorite movies ever since mm-hmm. I mean right? one-eyed Willie come on dude you know how fucking like sexual that is one-eyed Willie well yeah now I didn't yeah. want out the kid <laughs> I know but there is a there is a theory that uh, Richard Donner was uh, kind of abusive to the to the kids. No. Yeah. Look at Corey Feldman was in that shit, right? Corey, I was gonna say Corey Feldman, and then, oh, dude, have you heard the story he tells about? I think he was filming some movie with like Corey Haim, and like the director pulled him out back, like behind the trailer, and like put crisco on his dick and just like raped him like right behind the trailer and he was like screaming for help and like nobody came for him that wasn't was that the lost boys maybe i think maybe it was the lost boys and the director was fucking joel schumacher and that guy's creepy as fuck right right he he gave batman nipples (laughs) (laughs) yeah in uh batman forever with um val kilmer I didn't know that. uh, Batman nipples. Yeah. Bat nips. Bat nips. They were in the shape of a bat. (laughs) (laughs) They were just on his armor. It's just, you know, you can see his nipple. 
Right, yeah. <laughs> because that like, Why does Batman have nipples? <laughs> why does that have to be a thing, you know? All right, who's your Batman, though? My favorite Batman? Is it Ben Affleck? Don't tell me it's uh, Ben no, Affleck. Oh, no, uh, it's Michael Keaton. Uh, oh, it's not. Uh, Robert Pattinson? No. <laughs> Although that was fucking really good movie. It was so long, but I, I thought it was awesome. I think they casted Catwoman perfectly. Yeah, but her mask was dumb. Like, why do you have oh, to have no, one, yeah, yeah, one yeah. strip on her face? Yeah, like, like how, no, how are you not going to figure that out? No disguise there. Like, yeah. not at all. But the character, like, the actress was perfect to me. It was like kind of like a Halle Berry. That was, that was Zoe Kravitz, right? I think that's who it was. I don't really know who yeah. she was. I was just like, oh, that's a perfect cat woman. Well, then Kravitz's my... daughter. Oh, really? Yeah. I'm going to have to Google it. I love Lenny Kravitz. See what, see what else she's been in. But no, my, my Batman is Christian Bell. Oh, dude, he was fucking awesome, too. I mean, the, all those movies, like, they were the first Batman movies I ever watched. And then I went back and watched the other ones up to that point and then afterward. So I guess I'm kind of biased because they, they were, like, my first sure, Batman yeah. movies. But, like, come on. Like, Christian Bale killed Batman. Like it, he, he was he was fucking awesome. Uh, mm-hmm. don't, don't get me wrong. Because I was 10 years old when uh, Batman 89 came out. And my brother took me to see it at the theater. And it was just like, oh, my God. So I, I'm biased for Michael Keaton, right? And right. the new, uh, the, new the, the Flash movie just coming out. Uh, the Flash can like run so fast he can like go to different right. timelines, and Michael what? Keaton's Batman is going to be in it. So wasn't didn't they put him in with Ben Affleck, the Flash kid? Yeah, um, Justice League. Right. Okay. Yeah, that's what I thought. So, so did you watch like The Boys or anything on on Amazon? Oh, yeah. oh my God, I love The Boys. So good. Because they're exactly what the fuck superheroes would actually be like if they were real. Definitely. You can't give somebody that much power. And and expect them not to to do shitty things. Yeah, like, oh, I'm running away from this guy. I'm just going to run through your girlfriend real quick. Just blood and body parts just splattered everywhere. He's just holding her hands like on the side. He looks up and he just got two hands. Like, what the fuck, man? He's like, I'm sorry, my bad, my bad. So crazy. And then the, the one that sits on the guy's face and it explodes his head. Oh, yeah. 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 Or, uh, the shark dude that was kind of like a rapist. And then he turned out to be like the most like weird one out of all of them. He has like gills. and. Like, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Remember when, uh, what's her name? The blonde chick. Uh, she's the good one. Starlight. Yeah, yeah. When he meets her, he's like fucking standing there jerking off while he's like, while he's talking right, to her. right, 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 right. Yeah, and she's like, <laughs> I didn't sign up for this. <laughs> what a but great show! Carl like Urban, that. Carl Urban is so awesome. Well, I mean, wait, that's the dude that's like not a soup, right? He's like, tr- yeah, yeah, to yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. I love him, but so cool. when when the shark dude like went to therapy or whatever, and he. And he's like talking his feelings out, and like his gills start singing. You remember that? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, it was so funny. And that show. one chick, she was like, "I want to get freaky. I want to get nasty." And she's like fingering his gills. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh 
or the guy, like, who's the guy? remember the guy um he was like pretty much indestructible like you couldn't kill him and uh the blonde hair dude right he grew his body parts back oh yeah 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 okay okay yeah okay. and then he um the guy and he ended up making money from it like and he got that one guy in the hotel to like chop his dick off yeah, yeah, he yeah, would yeah, like, yeah. like hey, you want to chop me up into several pieces? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Hotel Indigo tonight at 7.30. Fucking crazy. He chops his dick off and goes back. <laughs> well, yeah, and you could, t- like I said, it would be like if superheroes were really actually real. And, like, yeah. you could do shit like that. Or, like, uh, um, what's that one? So, he gets all obsessed with the girl from Adventures in Babysitting. and. Oh, yeah. He wants to like breastfeed off of her and shit. Like, right, right. And he fucking, <coughs> excuse me, he has her breast milk in the fridge and he like twists it off and he's drinking it, right? And when <laughs> I first saw that, I was like, what the fuck is he doing, man? Yeah, like he gets off on like breastfeeding and because he didn't have a good mom or whatever the shit. Crazy shit. But what do you think about, um, okay, this could be a good segue into like, um, what are your thoughts about like, transhumanism and the fact that they're they probably want to try to create superheroes in people i mean like who's gonna be on the chopping block for that though like who are they gonna get to test this shit out on i'm sure people would line up for it but how do you make sure you're not the one that grows like gills on your dick right it's just scary to me, Davey. Like, it is. It is. You know, there's, there's no precedent for that. This is part of the whole Agenda 2030 thing where, because I saw a video, you know, the, uh, Take the Gold Pill podcast, Gold Pill? Right, yeah. Yeah, she posted a video where it was like a World Economic Forum uh, conference, and the guy was saying, we can, we can create superheroes in the future by manipulating DNA and shit. I'm just not going to be the one that's like, sign me up. I volunteer, make me a unicorn. Like I'm not, it's just, there's so much potential in the human body. There's so much potential. Like I have the potential of the universe. You have the potential of the universe. I don't need to be edited. I don't need to be like souped up or like, it's just not natural. Well, that's just it, Julia. I mean, people don't realize that they have that power in them. They're not on fire like you and I um, about speaking truth, about being fearless, but there's people that would, you know, such as like the LGBTQ community who identify already as like a fucking bumblebee or a unicorn. <laughs> a and coconut. Would, oh, yeah, a coconut, uh, a fucking door. I don't know. Right, a goat. And then, and then if you don't call them that, they're fucking offended and they can cancel you, which is fucking retarded. But anyway, they are the ones that would line up to be manipulated mm-hmm. because they have mm-hmm. no fucking brain. They're not thinking no. for themselves. They're confused as fuck. They don't even know what genitals make them a male or a female. Right. Therefore, they would get their DNA manipulated because that's what they would want. They would 
totally line up for that shit. It would be like the next phase in their transition. It would Absolutely. be like, yep. I was born a man, but I feel like a woman. So I've had my genitals mutilated and now I'm considered a woman and I'm participating in women's sports and kicking all the biological women's asses. And I'm a badass. And if you want to inject me with something that turns me into a mermaid, I'm all about it. Yep. 100%. Like, it's just, it's just, I'm okay. Like, I, if I'm playing the devil's advocate, I knew I was a woman at age zero. Like, I came out of the womb wanting false nails and makeup on and, like, dresses and Barbie dolls. And, like a princess. Right. But, like, I couldn't imagine feeling the way I feel and having to look down and see a big shriveled up cock in between my legs. <laughs> right, right. So I, mean, <clears throat> I don't, I, it's not that I'm judging anyone. If you really feel like that, then I'm so sorry that you feel like that. Like if you, if you identify, like, I wish I looked like a, more like a woman. I wish I didn't have facial hair. I wish I didn't have whatever, what the case is, uh-huh. but don't push it on everyone. That's, that's my problem. I have friends in the LGBTQ community. I don't know if it's TQ or QT, whatever. Um, Q-tip. <laughs> I have friends in there. Like, I have a, a, a transgender friend, and I have a, a, a gender-fluid friend, and I love them to death. They don't push their shit on me, which is fucking awesome. And I don't judge them for how they are. Right. But when, when there's an agenda at play and they try to push that shit on the kids and try mm. to get them fucked up like that, and not to say that they're fucked up or anything, but um, yeah, if there's an agenda and they're pushing it, why push that shit? Let right. them figure it out for themselves. You know, right, that's all right. I'm saying. Because there, there's a... Go ahead, sorry. If they, if they haven't figured it out, then hopefully they will, you know? But just don't push it. That's all I'm saying, like, don't force mm-hmm. your belief on anyone else. It's like because- me. Like, I don't force my beliefs on anybody. I, 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 I speak it through my medium, but I don't push it on anybody, man. You know? Well, yeah. And it, it, it's, it's. I think that's what the Christ consciousness is. It's like. Because when, when Christ was here, he never. He never said. Join my religion, you know what I mean? Or no, he's he never said, out on the street picketing saying the right, end is near. Right. He said, <clears throat> I can't make you believe in God the Father, but I can tell you what he's done for me and I can tell you what he can do for you. And and if that's something that you're, you know, in that spiritual sense, if that's what you true choose to be your truth, then that's your truth. But he mm-hmm. didn't force it down anyone's throat. And it's all about humble gentle spirit like i talk passionately but it doesn't mean that i would ever be rude or hateful to someone else just because they didn't believe what i believe i'm There's not a scoffer a, well i'm not uh you know what, I mean? what do they call it um i'm not panhandling my my thoughts i'm not like here give me money to so you can listen to me talk about what i believe in and what i find is true there's a million podcasts there's a million different communities you can be a part of. You don't have to listen to me. You don't have to listen to Davey. You don't have to click on this fucking podcast and listen to it. But there's something about what we're saying that you get a little 
tingle in your vagina and you'd want to know what it is. And it's the truth, bitch. It's the truth. Yeah. <clears throat> when you start speaking your truth and people are on board, it's a great feeling. It's a liberating feeling. And I'm sure Jesus experienced the same thing because he probably didn't expect people to hop on board with them. You know what I mean? Well, yeah. And he wasn't a punk just because no. he was <clears throat> like gentle and kind does not mean he was a punk. He, um, like he, he threw over all the money tables, like at yep. the table and shit. Like at he wasn't a punk. He was a man's man. That's why men respected him. That's why he had disciples is because he was a man's man. He was Whether the alpha and the omega. Or not, like, huh? He was the alpha and the omega. Right. But I mean, like, whether you choose to believe in Christ as your savior, you know, that that's on you. That's your prerogative. I'm not going to tell you that's you have to believe in that. But if you do, you have to admit that, like, those stories are they they hit you differently. Like when you read them, you're like, dang, like, that's exactly how I want to be. You know what I mean? I don't take any shit, but I'm kind, humble, respectful, generous, you know. All the things that Jesus said you should be. And nobody abides by that at all. Holier right. than thou. Well, that's why we that's <laughs> why we need you. him, you know? Mm-hmm. That's why we need him because we need we need him as a like a like a guide. You know what I mean? That's all he is. It's not he's not like I don't necessarily like to refer to him as a savior. I like to um refer to him as a guide and like how we should be living and that the way that he lived is how mm -hmm. we should be living naturally right like right and wrong like harmonious and the fact that because jesus said everything that i do you can do and more right because you have the power the christ consciousness inside of you exactly and there's that scripture that's like seek the kingdom of heaven within yourself not seek the kingdom of heaven in this book or that book or this church or that church or do this to seek the kingdom of heaven or do that to seek the kingdom he said seek it within yourself 100 percent. it is within and too many people are looking you know too many people are doing stupid shit and like bad shit and praying to God and saying, you know, I want this. I want that. I need, to, it's like, it doesn't work that way. You got to start mm -hmm. fucking walking the walk. Right. And I think I'm, I'm doing it in a pretty good way uh, with my show and my daily life. Like mm -hmm. people are like attracted to my smile, my laugh. Like you said, you know, like I walk into work and every, like most people, like 80% are always like, can't wait to fucking talk to me like i'm not yeah i'm not like like boosting myself up or anything but like no i don't think you are I, at all that's how i always been you know always what, been like what's that. your sign taurus yeah taurus okay yeah i mean some people think the whole zodiac horoscope thing is just another way to get you stuck in the matrix but i don't know i don't look too much into that kind of thing i just kind of I just, I'm just being myself, you know what I mean? Well, yeah, because I think New York Patriot was like, 
go like living by I'm a Scorpio or I'm a Sagittarius. Like it's just another way, like your birthday to get you like stuck in the matrix. Like I've sc- subscribed to the Scorpio way of life. Right, you know right. what I mean? Because there's a lot of people in my life. I'm like, you must be a uh, Aries. And then they're like, no, I'm a Gemini. And I'm like, well, that kind of makes sense too. Shit. I don't know what you are. <laughs> like, <laughs> we're all signs out, you know, instantaneously, instantaneously. We can be like, five different signs in a day yeah when i do look at like my horoscope and shit i'm like oh yeah fuck oh yeah you know Mm -hmm. like that's me you know yeah i'm stubborn i'm a stubborn motherfucker i'll tell you that yeah and i mean taurus is like i i mean i i used to be really into it like i used to be like oh what's your sign i can tell you all about yourself if i know your sign but then as i got to like researching it and studying it and like seeing different people's personality types compared to like what their sign is and you can dive into it and be like what's your rising sign and your moon sign and your this and your what's your uh mars in and what's your you know venus in and like it's just so dumb man because at the end of the day Every single person is so fucking complex and different. There's no way that I can sit here and be like, you are the way you are because your moon sign is in, you know, Capricorn. (laughs) It's just like, it just doesn't. Well, from uh, the gold pill, you got Meredith, right? And she, she's uh, really good with that shit. You know, she's good with the stars. So that's why she calls herself Meredith Lucky Stars, right? Right. I mean, it's I'd have so to good really with that stuff. like. I'm it, not. It, I'm not good. Like, I'm not good with the, the the cosmos. That's not my. That's not my level of consciousness yet. You know, I say yet because I don't know if I'm gonna get there. But it's get not really. It it's not really a huge interest for me. I just live how I live, you know. And if God judges me accordingly, then it's all good, you know. Well, I've heard that, like, our Zodiac has been, like, hijacked, which is why it's hard for me to get into it, because, like, I've looked into, like, like how India does theirs, and I did mine through, like, the Indian astrology, and it was way more accurate. way more accurate and then you got chinese astrology as well yeah like i'm the year of the dog and then i read all this stuff about the year of the dog and i was like fuck me that sounds just the fuck like me yeah so it it was just weird and like some people could like take the the time you were born and like the exact place placement of where you were like what state you were in what time zone you were in like what time it was where the stuff and tell you like you had daddy issues your mom did this to you when you were little you're and I was like fuck yeah she did like that's wild but then sometimes I'm like ah fuck you man you're just an asshole you're not a Taurus or like you know what I'm saying like yeah yeah for sure it's not excuse for just being a dickhead yeah no, it's, I mean, like I said, like, I don't, I don't take too much interest in it because I don't know the ins and outs of it and nor do I, nor does it really interest me to tell you the truth. You know, mm-hmm. I, I just live by the golden rule. I just treat others how I want to be treated. Yeah. And so, it, which sums up the 10 commandments mm-hmm. pretty much. And I don't really need anybody to tell me not to murder someone. I don't really need anybody to tell me not to steal from the grocery store. I don't really like, I mean, I guess, of course, my mom said it when I was little. 
So it's like ingrained in there. Don't steal or lie or cheat or whatever. But right. that um, should come naturally anyway. Yeah. And so like, you know how some people will be like, I'll respect you once you've earned it. I am the exact opposite. Like I me will too. respect the shit out of you until you yeah. give me a reason not to. Exactly. Me too. Like I just there, give it freely. There's people uh, that I work with and they're like, oh, I fucking hate this guy or I hate that guy. And I'm like, really? Like, I don't, I don't, you know, I hate the strong <laughs> word for me. You know, I get along with people until they cross me. And then, and then even when they do cross me, I'm still cool with them. Mm-hmm. I'm very forgiving. You know what I mean? Oh yeah, me too. I mean, yeah. I do hold grudges. I mean, you really have to do some fucked up shit for me to want to hold a grudge against you. Uh-huh. But like, I'm not the type of person that will be like, well, you didn't prove to me that you deserve my affection. So therefore I'm going to be a bitch to you until you deserve my affection. I'm, is, I'm, like yeah. a, I'm like a golden retriever. Like, I'm just like, I just run up to everybody. I'm, I'm like, I'll be your friend. I know, me too. Fuck. <laughs> yeah. But, that's- it, but it, it, it's, it comes both ways though. I mean, it's reciprocated with me because once I mm-hmm. show that, that you can be comfortable around me, then, you know, they're comfortable around me. Like there's one guy at work that not a lot of people like, but he fucking gravitates towards me. You know what I mean? Yeah. No. Yeah. And and I'm cool with him, you know, and people say, I hate that guy. And I'm like, I think you're right. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Like if at the end of the day, when I'm dead and I'm fucking dirt, my headstone should say, here lies Julia, everybody's best friend. And that's all I can hope for. Dude, that's that's me too, you know? I always leave it open to people. I say, dude, if you ever need to talk, I got, I'm here, you know? I'll never think you're crazy. I'll never. Yeah, exactly. I'll never, you know what I mean? It's just, I want people to feel comfortable with me and also know that, like, I'm an open book. So you can be an open book with me and I'll never judge you or or think you're crazy or anything. And because, like, at the end of the day, we're all fucking dirt. We're all walking dirt bags. Exactly. Like, it's just, like, like I've, I've done some fucked up shit in life that people would probably be like, dude, you're fucking scum, you know? But I try to be better than what I did, you know? I pick oh, up yeah, and I'm like, yeah. I pick up, uh, you know, what Jesus says, pick up your cross and keep going, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. All the way to the crucifixion. Right, right, right. Same shit. It's like, just keep trying to push yourself to be the better person. Like, and it doesn't have to be physical. It doesn't have to be anything. As long as you're a good person and you, you can shine your light in your daily life. That's, that's what matters. Yeah. And you, but the only thing I would say is you got to make sure you're not like letting the moths you know, attract your flame because there's some people out there that'll just want to suck you dry and oh, like trust me, I know that and just leech onto you. And I've had a couple people like that in my life, and I'll be like, I love you from a distance, but uh-huh. I can't just have you all up in my biscuits and gravy because every time you come around me, I feel drained. Yep, I got you know? a lot of people like that. And it's true what they say, like energy vampires or whatever. You can laugh at that. That's a real fucking thing. It's a hundred percent real. They're they're like empty people, empty vessels, and then they see you, and they like can see your light from across the room, they and wanna, they're like, they oh, want to suck your soul. Time. <laughs> like, yeah, they want to suck the soul out of your body. 
So I was, because you mentioned like picking up your cross. I feel like that symbolism has been so hijacked because if you think about like Christianity and everyone has like the cross and like crucifix all over their homes. You'll never see me with a cross around my neck. But shouldn't it be the stones like rolled away like that? That's the whole like because there were multiple people that were crucified in the Bible. Like Jesus was on the cross next to two thieves who were also being crucified. So what are you representing with the cross? It wasn't just Jesus, but Jesus was the only one who was resurrected and he was the only one who had the stone rolled away. So why do we represent Christ with the cross and not with the, like have two stone, like one rolled away or like, what is the deal with the, it's almost cryptic. Well, the cross, the crosses uh, represent Saturn worship. Well, yeah, thank you for that. I didn't know that. Yeah, because if you fold it up, it's a cube, right? Oh, my God. Yeah. Davey. So that makes sense, then. It has been hijacked. Absolutely. And it's it's been hijacked to the point where people are worshiping a graven image. And it's not the image of God. It's the image of Satan. I mean, I've always felt like that. Like, when I see, like, I go over to somebody's house and they have a cross wall. Have you ever seen that shit? Yep. It ain't cute. No, it's, it's, we're not supposed to be worshiping graven images. And what happened when, uh, you know, on the, on the, on the Mount where, um, like they were saying, do not worship graven images. And then what's the first thing people did? They worship the fucking golden calf, right? Oh, right, 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 right. When yeah. he was going to get the Ten Commandments. Yeah. They, as he soon came- as he, as soon as he said not to do it, they did it. Yeah, it's like when you tell a kid, like, don't touch that light socket, though. Don't touch that light socket, though. And they're like, they're like, ooh, ooh, ooh. They're sticking a fork in it the second you look away. (laughs) Same thing. But I feel like sometimes, you know, like the girl that you had on that was talking about all of our words are magic. There's a spell on every word. Mm -hmm. And so even the way that the Ten Commandments are worded is like, tempting you to do the exact opposite <laughs> yeah. you know what i'm saying like it's it's like do not steal but why didn't it instead say like a uh a, a be grateful for what you have or you know instead of like don't cheat on your wife how about it say like always love your wife or it's always like don't 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 but I feel like it's that's because there's a magic behind that. When you tell somebody not to do something, that's the first fucking thing that they want to do. Sure, yeah. Like that's some kind of like a like a ritualistic kind of thing like don't stick your hand on the burning hot stove and you look over and your 2-year-old's like, "Ooh, what Dude, what I get it." No, like but if I did you it. say, like, hey, that's hot, I would appreciate it if you backed away from the stove. They're like, oh, okay, well, mom said to back away from the stove. But if you say don't first, then that's the first thing they want to do is like, well, bitch, I'm a thug. Like, I'm going to touch this stove and see what happens. You right, know, what well, I mean? like, you know that, that old adage, right? Like, rules are meant to be broken. <laughs> yeah. Right? Not, I don't think God's rules are meant to be broken. Um, mm-hmm. but, but then you, you look at the shit in the old Testament and you got shit like, if you were on your period, then don't sit on the couch. 
or don't wear uh, mixed fabrics. You don't yeah don't wear mixed yeah so what am i supposed to do because yeah. i got cotton you know right, <laughs> i'm going tits out yeah. it out with my cock out yeah. but no that's really true and i mean the, the first story that always gets everybody when they're like i was a christian until i kind of dove into this story about like what was it he was going to sacrifice isaac yeah that's like the story that everybody's like why what god would say i don't really I'm, i haven't been feeling your passion lately if you <laughs> could like take your Kill son your up the, yeah it's like can, if you just stabbed him up real quick i feel like i'd feel your love better and then he's like all right god i'll do it i'll stab my son up for you and then he gets yeah, up there but- and he's like just kidding, man. Like, yeah, you're you see, that was just a test of faith, I think. You know, he, he he's willing to do it. But then he was like, no, I see your faith. Okay, don't do it. But that was a crazy <laughs> test, man. It is. It is. Like, I couldn't even do that with one of my dogs. Like, if my husband was like, I, I haven't been feeling your passion lately. I Maybe if you sacrifice one of our dogs, like, I'd... Well, see, this is a thing where I think there's been a lot of manipulation in the Bible, right? So who knows if he actually said that to Moses, you know what I mean? Right. Um, but I just honestly, I, I think I just do what comes natural to me. And that's just be myself. And there's no there's no commandments in my life it's like I just do think shit naturally it's like in my daily life it's like oh you need this you need that okay I'm there you know blah 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 it's like it's such easy fucking thing I think but people are so worried with um I think a a lot of people uh who are extremists are very attracted to the dogma the dogmatic things about the bible where Mm -hmm. it's like they have to follow every fucking rule or they're not going to heaven you know Right. Yeah. No, I completely agree with you. And it's hard to find people who are kind of like minded like us in a way because they're either indoctrinated or they're traumatized or they just have this brainwashing thing where it's like you can't they can't hear anything but what they know or they're offended. And it's almost like they seek people like us out to get offended so they can have an argument with you. And I'm not about it. I'm not going to argue with you. I know like you're really bored or you're really like there's something inside of you that's unsatisfied or unfulfilled. So when you come and you listen to me or you ask my opinion, you're looking to get offended by what I'm about to say. Oh, yeah. You don't care what I'm saying. You care that it's not what you believe in. So you therefore you're going to be offended and you love that shit. They have an agenda from the from the start from when they get before they get a conversation with you. They have an agenda, right? I thankfully, since I started my show, have not had a lot of negative feedback. It's just like, I I, I haven't had anybody say, you're a fucking idiot or this and that. I haven't had any of that shit. Um, But I did have a friend who I met at work. Uh, She's a customer. And uh, she was, she's a patriot. And she went to like the freedom rallies and all that stuff. And I befriended her. She's a beautiful woman. Uh, She's married. But she went to the, the Freedom Rally and I, and I got her number and everything. She shared a lot of stuff with me. She's on Instagram. 
And she shared with me today, like this person that was just fucking downright harassing her and being racist because she's Polish, right? And they're harassing her. They're like, go back to fucking Poland, you fucking commie, and this and that. And I'm like, yeah, I said, just, she said, I blocked her, right? And I'm like, good, you know, you, you can't spend that energy on hatred, you know? Oh, no, I, I don't spend my time on a lot of shit. Like, I, <laughs> the other day, I was talking with Ghost, and I said, it's just crazy because I haven't found the douchebag yet in the truther community. <laughs> like, out of all of us, like me and you and Ryan and Ghost and like New York Patriot, like whoever you listen to, there nobody's a douchebag. Like, right. I feel like I could come and talk to you about anything. 100%. But I, and I'm not saying what they've gotten into amongst themselves, but I'm just saying I have, I can only judge you based on how you treat me, what you got going on on the side with other people. That's your business. I'm going to stay out of that, but I judge you 100% on how you treat me. And I haven't found the douchebag yet. You know what I'm saying? Same here. it, it, It just, I really appreciate you and ghost and like everyone who's been so kind to me and like gave me a spotlight to like actually be a part of this because for a long time girls didn't really get involved with this world you're right yeah so I do appreciate that you didn't like give me the side eye when I kind of wanted to step up you know what I mean like Oh my God, here she comes. <laughs> no, I, I encourage everybody to speak out, you know? Mm-hmm. Everybody who has a voice, like we're all cut from the same cloth. We all came from the same source. Right. You know, and those who are uh, awake to that knowledge. The more, the merrier. Exactly. Welcome that's to heaven. Welcome to heaven, you know? <laughs> yeah, like, that's exactly how I feel. Yeah. For sure. It's like... Um, Open door policy, as long as you're not a douchebag. Yeah, there's there's drama within the podcasting community with the higher-ups who get a little bit higher and they get all these followers. And it's like, so you think you're like the one and only now? <laughs> yeah, I've noticed that too. No, no names being said, but right. I still love them and respect them. But it's like, dude, you gotta, you gotta kind of like crank it from a like turn it from 11 down like maybe to like eight yeah yeah leave some room to like be a human being you know like you know what i'm saying like and try to uplift your fellow truth seekers uplift uplift them you know so important to me because help them out support them fuck let's let's just say that all of the sudden overnight I got huge and I had a million followers. I would never forget. I would go on your podcast, Ryan's podcast, Ghost Podcast, take all your episodes and post them all over my story and be like, check these guys out. They are amazing. They're awesome. They welcomed me in. And I would do everything I could to make sure that I'm doing something with my platform other than taking like booty pics or you know like i'm not promoting myself although i do take selfies and stuff and i'm just cute that's a side issue the issue is we should all be be there for each other yeah 100 percent. yeah 
But like, I mean, this is we're in the meta, we're in the metaverse right now. You know that, right? Yeah, we're on a metaphysical date talking about conspiracies. Yeah. I have a glass of wine. You have a beer, whatever you're smoking. We might as well be sitting at the bar. You know what I'm saying? Except for my Christmas doggy jammies. Exactly. And it's a beautiful thing that with technology, we're able to do that. But we're using technology in a good way. mm -hmm. And Ryan even said, shout out to Ryan. He was, he had this little thing where he's like, fuck, dude, I didn't even know if what I'm doing right now is like a good thing. Or a good thing. I said, yeah, it's a good thing. You're using, you're harnessing what we have to do good things. But there's other people out there who are harnessing the technology that we have to do really fucking evil things. You know? I mean, so you that's, what, that's what separates us from the herd, you know? It's just like the highest level of gratitude. That's all I try to do is like, I'm grateful for anybody who would even give a shit about what I'm saying right now, let alone pay for it. So, you know, I try to make it with you a while. Dude, the highest amount of gratitude I have is when I put an episode out and like, I look at my, my feed like an hour later and it's like, I already got 30 people listening. I'm like, holy fuck. I know, you know, right? Like, I'm not even close to where you are, but I can only imagine, like, that's when I was like, okay, well, I'm going to reach out to him. He's kind of more big league than I am. We'll see if he'll even entertain this idea. And you're like, oh, yeah, for sure. And I was like, ah. I was so grateful because I was like, this is a really nice guy. Like, he's helping me out in my hour of need. <laughs> like, I just I, started. I, yeah, every guest that I get on my show, too, I'm super thankful, you know? Yeah, like, no, like, like, because sure. my my ex girlfriend she told me that, and this really sticks with me. Is like the greatest gift that anybody can give you is their time. Oh, that's true. You know, that's and I'm true. super thankful that she said that to me, because that's that's what I use in my mind every time I have a guest on. I'm like, dude, like, this is what it's all about, you know. You gave like, me your time. We had such a fucking awesome conversation and we're putting it out there to the masses, you know, and mm-hmm. it's the best thing. And then those people will listen to fucking two hours of me and my guests spouting off on bullshit, you know? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But it's kind of like going on dates. Like you kind of like vet the person out a little bit beforehand and you're like, Oh, I really like them. And I want to talk to them. Maybe they'll like meet me at the bar or something. You sit down and you have like three hours worth of conversation and you're like, damn, that was a really good conversation. I'm so glad that happened. But it's just between you and that other person and podcasting makes it available for everyone to enjoy. And that's great. It's very beautiful. I mean, like, before I started <clears throat> doing what I'm doing, it's I've started really having conversations with people and I'm like, fuck, I wish I recorded this conversation. Right. Know? That's what I, yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah. And now it's happening. Right. And people are like clinging on and like, cool, man. You know, it's kind of like what Ghost did with Talk at the Tavern. And that's exactly how it feels because it's like, you know, when you get drunk and you're smoking cigarettes and you're chilling with your friends at the bar and then somebody gets real like esoteric all of a sudden and then you start like diving into like this real deep conversation. Then you look up and it's two hours later and you're like, damn, that went dark fast. Like, I know. I'm, you know, but 
now we can record it and have multiple people enjoy it and all jump into the conversation, like add their take on it. And like, it's, it's amazing. It truly is. I mean, and then, uh, you know, throw in the fact that people are actually fucking listening to you. It's like, holy shit, you know, like, okay, cool, man. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. But no, I mean, thank you so much for talking with me. And like, I feel like we had a great time. I feel like we're like soul sisters and we are, you know, vibing. Yeah, yeah. So. And so, yeah, I'm really grateful for you. Thank you. And like, wait, what? We didn't even get into John Carpenter yet. Oh, wait, go, go, go. Forget it, everybody. I'm not done yet. Keep going. (laughs) Okay. What's your favorite, favorite movie? Can I say Halloween or is that off the table? No, it's not off the table. Okay. Then Halloween. And, and I'm not a basic bitch. I just like, it's hard to like the budget for that movie was so low right yeah if if you gave somebody that talented five dollars and they made halloween it's gotta be your favorite if not in your top five yeah well it's like what happened with the blair witch project too like they did on a very low budget and exploded right and they created a whole mythos around it there's a whole generation of girls my age who are obsessed with blair witch I, I love I love the whole mythos of it. Like my um, best friend from high school, we moved in together, and she had like a Blair Witch tattoo, like on her finger of like the little sticks, you know. Oh yeah. And I thought that was so dope, and I wanted to get one, but you know, when you get your fingers tatted, it fades and it starts looking like <laughs> milk shit after a while. So I was like, I don't know, I, I still want to get it, but like Blair Witch. It cannot be compared to any of those other point of view movies where no, they're like, it was the, the camera, first, like, in my opinion, it was the first and only of its kind. First and only, no comparison yeah. whatsoever. Even though I did like the second one and the remake. But, but they went and made a whole genre of point yeah. of view movies that right. sucked dick and yeah. Do you remember the one that was like Cloverfield or whatever? Yep. And it was like this, like the whole time. And you were sitting there. (laughs) (laughs) And you didn't see the alien till the last 30 seconds of the movie. Right? It was just a bunch of this running around New York City and pointless dialogue. And then you get to like the last 10 seconds of the movie and you see like a little like curtain figure walking by the thing. And you're like, is that what the fuck? I just. It's Godzilla. Right. <laughs> right. It was yeah. No, um, no. But going back to Carpenter, um, I was raised on them, and like they live, right? Right. And they live is like the Bible of conspiracy theory movies. Do you think he was like into like how Stanley Kubrick is? We're not sure that he was part of it, but we're sure he knew about it. Probably. You know, like the underground cults and society yeah, and, probably. Like, and like all that jazz he probably knew about all that shit that's how i feel like you can tell like kubrick knew about it i can't tell you if he was involved in it right but like the first time i watched halloween the soundtrack itself is iconic just like the exorcist 
if you're gonna have a, a Halloween soundtrack, you have to have those two songs and like The Shining. <laughs> well, that's the thing I love about John Carpenter is that he did all of his own music for all of his movies. And the, it was so simplistic that it's beyond. Yeah. yeah. You know what I mean? It's like what four chords, but it will creep you the fuck out. Yep. And the the mask or whatever was uh, the dude from Star Trek. What's his name? Oh, William Shatner, yeah. Right, yeah. And what did he do? Yeah, just yeah. like spray paint it or something? Because he had it, like a it, dollar budget. Yeah, it was William Shatner's mold. Right? Of his right, right. It was like a Halloween mask of like like Captain Kirk. Yeah. From, like if you wanted to be Captain Kirk for Halloween. And he was but like. It looked creepy as fuck, so they went with it. Right. He was like, oh, yeah. well, I'll just fucking cut the hair all up on it and all spray paint and shit. Give him a fucking mechanics outfit. And that, it worked. And the, o- the OG, the OG Michael Myers, uh, uh, in the costume was Nick Castle. Oh, I don't know who that is. And Nick Castle was in like a bunch of other John Carpenter movies as well. And like John Carpenter likes to use his uh, his actors like in different movies, like Kurt Russell, right? So Kurt Russell was in uh, the Elvis Presley movie that John Carpenter did, and then he he was uh, in the Thing. And then he was in Big Trouble Little China. No, so, is... so, the thing is occulted as fuck to me. Oh, for sure. The first time I watched it, my mom was like, it's going to be a rainy night. We're going to go to family video and we're going to rent the thing. And I was like, it sounds fucking like a dumb ass 80s movie. And she was like, it's got Kurt Russell in it. And I was like, all right, he was good in Overboard, so I'll give it a try. Cap- <laughs> Captain Run. <laughs> Like she pops it in, and I'm like, okay, this movie is everything I love about horror movies because it was like aliens and Arctic and like dark and creepy and a small cast, super fucking gory. Oh yeah, just blood and guts everywhere, and just Rob oh, Rob Rob, uh, Rob Botine was the makeup artist, and he just went. All out for that movie. You can tell. You know when the fucking the head, and then like the spider, (laughs) and and, and you see you see the guy. He's like, "What the fuck is that?" (laughs) (laughs) It was like classic eighties horror, like gory shit. Like, uh, uh, what was that movie? Oh shit, with uh, Jeff Goldblum, where they take over the bodies and shit. Oh, Oh, Invasion of Body Snatchers. Yeah. That was 70s. Oh, shit. It was at all? Yeah, that's a great fucking movie. I love that movie. And uh, Leonard Nimoy was in that, too. Spock? Oh, the... the yeah. So, yeah. do you like any of the reboots of Halloween? Oh, yeah. I've, I think I've seen them all. What about the last one, though? Not the... Not Halloween Kills? Yeah, with, I, with I, like, old Jamie Lee in it. Yeah, well, there's they, they did a Halloween reboot, and then they did Halloween Kills, but I haven't seen Halloween Kills yet. The one where she's like, let it burn, <clears throat> let it burn, that one. So, um, I got to the end of the movie, and I was a little bit disappointed, because dude had been burnt and stabbed like all the normal michael myers stuff two gay guys went like scissor neck on him and like just like poked him up 
and bats and chainsaws and just like he looked like confetti by the end of it right and they're all standing around the corpse tell me how he gets up spoiler alert and starts just freaking havoc on motherfuckers well you can't kill him <laughs> it's like jason davy kill him I mean, ooh, do you like uh 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 freddy versus jason dude that fuck uh, everybody was waiting for that movie when we were teenagers and then they finally came out with it and we're like fuck yeah yeah because you get the chance to pick <laughs> up your nose <laughs> that's my favorite he's like, thing he's like oh this little boy's scared of water <laughs> no i was on team jason uh yeah i've always been on team jason yeah same because freddie used to scare the shit out of me and plus he's a burnt fucking pedophile <laughs> jason was just picked yeah. on when he was a kid right and, and then his mom conjured him up or whatever yeah he was he was a mongoloid and they they fucking picked on him and drowned him right so definitely team jason whereas freddie was burnt because he's a fucking pedophile yeah he was a crispy critter yeah and so what do you think about it follows um so what, what was your question it follows oh my god the scariest part of that fucking movie was in when that when that fucking okay Tell me what the scariest part of that movie was for you. Because I know exactly, and I always tell that to people when I say, ask them if they saw that movie. Is it when she comes for the, the hot dude? Like at, his, like at his house, or was it when she's approaching her in the wheelchair? No, for me... It was when she's in that bedroom and that fucking tall motherfucker comes. You're right, you're right, you're right. I totally forgot about that part. And he's like, Yeah, and he like, But her friend is standing there and can't see it, right? So yeah. her friend, and then it kind of like goes over her friend and like comes up and, Oh, motherfucker, no. And so tell me what uh, year you think that movie was in that it took place in or it came out what year it took place in oh fuck i don't even know i, I would say 90- i have a whole like conspiracy about this movie mm. so let's go back to the front of the movie she's in one of those blow-up pools that you can get at walmart right that's pretty modern that was near the beginning of the movie, right? Right, because she's like floating in the pool, right? And she's like contemplating life. And then her bedroom looks ultra 70s. Then she goes on a date with Homeboy and they're like, no phones, no phones. They are sharing a milkshake or something. They go to the movies. There's an organ player before the movie comes on. So what time, What like nobody plays the organ before the movie comes on in any modern time, right? Right. But nobody has a phone. And the way that they're dressing is like kind of 90s, kind of now, kind of 70s. Uh-huh. They don't have TVs in their bedroom. They only have one TV, one of those big humongous box TVs in the living room. Like those gigantic motherfuckers with the knob on it. 
Yeah. They're yeah. watching super old, scary movies, right? Like the blob. But her friend has like this Kindle looking motherfucker that's like a seashell that flips up and she's like Googling stuff and like like searching shit out on her Kindle thing. But okay. nobody has a phone. And then they never use a phone to like even if they're in an emergency, they they don't ever use their phone because they don't have phones, but she's got like this Kindle motherfucker, right? And then they go away to, like, the cabin in the woods. They have no, like, I don't even think they have a landline. And the whole time, it's like you're lost in a dream. You know how dreams, like, disorientate you or whatever, and you can't figure, like, there's no time in dreams. Like, it could be now, it could be in the past, it could be in the future. Right. That whole movie is like you're stuck in a nightmare. There's no time. It's all over the place. There's technology, but there's not. There's like, do you do you know what I'm saying? It's like he's trying to get it you. Could, to... I mean, it could be that or it could be just inconsistencies. Fuck <laughs> you, man. <laughs> <laughs> It's on purpose. No, that's that's cool. I mean, that's a good theory. Because you know, like when you have a nightmare, you're like running, but you can't run away, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. And And that thing never fucking, it's always there. It's, but it never runs. Right. Wherever you go, it's just walking at the same pace to you. And that motherfucking tall motherfucker that comes to the door. If you haven't seen It Follows, y'all need to get wherever you watch your movies at and get it now and watch it. Yeah. And, it's, and it's, tell Davey that this shit is a dream state and it's trying to confuse you and it wasn't just some inconsistencies. There you go. <laughs> have you ever seen In the Mouth of Madness? Yes, I have. That's a Stephen King, right? Nope, that's John Carpenter. Fuck you. It was Stephen King. <laughs> no. John Carpenter wrote it and directed it. Why is it so fucking freaky like a Stephen King movie? That movie scared the shit out of me. That movie gave me my very first anxiety attack where I thought I was going to die. I believe you. Yeah. I thought this whole time, I am 20 some seven years old, thought it was a Stephen King movie. Nope. Mr. Carpenter. Oh my God. That movie that is so fucking crazy. Me out. Do you read, do you read Sutter Kane? <laughs> <laughs> no, that movie was <clears throat> on a next level of horror. Oh, yeah. It was apocalyptic. Yes. Yeah, it for was. Sure. It was. Because everybody who read that book went fucking nuts. Oh, oh. And so, like... I remember being a kid watching it and I would be like looking at my mom like, is it okay that I'm watching this right now? Like it was so dark and disturbed. And I got that same feeling from Pet Cemetery. Oh God. That's Stephen King. Like when she goes to like, ain't that the one where she's got that sick sister? 
that she uh, takes care of that's like anorexic. Which one is that in? Fuck, I don't even know. Man, I think it's Pet Cemetery. I don't know. <laughs> we're probably going to have to cut it off though now. Because we're kind of getting like get a little bit jumbled here. You know? Yeah, we are. We could probably go for eight hours. Yeah, we could go for a 24 <laughs> But no, yeah, um, it's probably getting uh, to be about what almost midnight where you are, huh? Uh, eleven. Yeah. Well, um, yeah, it's been a blast, and I have no one else to talk to about this kind of stuff. So thank you. I I, I was gonna need a straight jacket here soon if I didn't. <laughs> Honestly, like I, these are the conversations that I love. Like we went all over the place from like. Bible shit to holidays, horror movies, everything, you know? Oh, yeah. No, I know. We'll have to do it again sometime. Or we'll just talk shit to each other on the tavern. Oh, yeah. But, yeah. I'll get you on my show, too. Yeah. Yeah. Just let me know whenever and I'm down. But thank you so much for coming on. And um, have a great night. If you've stayed this long into the episode, go watch It Follows. All right. Wait, 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 wait. Before I go, I want to plug. Go. Okay. You can hear my show at Red Pill Cartel Podcast on um, Spotify, everything, right? But I also, like everybody knows, right? But I want to plug uh, my my good friend's band, the Android Meme. I need and to check them out. Yeah, listen to their new single called Looking Glass, and it's all about the Looking Glass Project and the Great Awakening of Humanity. And it's fucking awesome. And you joined, the live, so you joined the live stream while I was at the photo shoot last night, yeah. No, yeah, that looked awesome, and I loved, like, the cross thing. and like. Yeah, the, it's cool, right? No, it's really cool. And I'm such See, a bad host, I didn't even ask you to, like, plug your stuff. I was like, no, it's okay, I- it's okay, I caught it. <laughs> But yes, um, so you can find me on Instagram at cosmic.peach.podcast and on Apple and Spotify and Google just for a minute because he he yelled at me. And so I put it on Google. (laughs) So find me wherever. But thank you so much for listening and have a great night. Thank you very much for listening to the Red Pill Cartel. This is Nigel the Good speaking. <laughs> Nigel, you love saying that, don't you? I think you just love the sound of your own voice. Uh, I don't know. I, I don't. Uh, I don't know if uh, that's a thing or not, Davy. But uh, anyway, I'm pretty sure it is a thing. Anyway, uh, you know. Uh, we really hope you enjoyed that show with Ms. Uh, Julia from the Cosmic Peach podcast. We highly recommend that you go check that out. You know, she's a very wonderful person and she deserves more audience, you know, listeners, uh, people who listen to her show. Yeah, I think you got it right. I think you got it right. Move on, move on, let's go. You know what to do. I know, I know. Sorry, Davey, sorry. Uh, sometimes I get caught up in uh, listening to my own voice, you know? Okay, okay. Ah, right back at you. Touche. Touche, Davey. Touche. Anyway, go check out the Cosmic Peach podcast. And also, 
Also, if you enjoy the coffee, very, very wonderful coffee, go to OwlCreekCoffee.com and put in, uh, when you finish the shopping for your coffee, you put in the promo code CARTEL15, that is C-A-R-T-E-L-1-5, and uh, get uh, 15% off of that shit, you know? It's great coffee, you know, it keeps me going throughout the day, so I really hope uh, you buy some and uh, support uh, those who are, uh, you know, st- stricken with the uh, Duchenne muscular dystrophy, you know, because 10% of all proceeds go to, to those uh, wonderful people. Also, all the other links for everything is in the show notes, you know, the Instagram, the Patreon, the... Uh, telegram you know if you want to join the telegram chat you know there's only 16 people there but they're all wonderful people and i'm sure that uh you guys will get acquainted if you go there so you know i'm going to uh enjoy the rest of my day with davy here and uh i think he's going to feed me some uh whiskey or beer so you know we have good time you know me and davy isn't that right oh yeah nigel i love hanging out with you man you're awesome you're a good goat dude Oh, why, thank you, thank you. Anyway, Cartel, Davy and I will see you next time, okay? Nigel out.